My shooter. Your what? My shooter. Your sugar? My shooter. My shooter. What is going on, guys? Again, it's us, Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to scarves. And are you guys a fan of them? No. I actually really dislike them unless I absolutely need it. And even then, it's like, do I really need it, though? I'm not a fan of scarves. I wasn't a fan of scarves until my monkey put me onto them. And I spent $12 on a scarf, and I was like, gotta wear this now. I'm pretty sure every scarf I own was purchased for me. I I've never really owned a scarf, yeah. so. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you are listening to us on SoundCloud.com/slash/GrapplesApps. That's Grapples, the number two apples. Remember, you don't like that SoundCloud? We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music. You know the deal. Doesn't matter where you listen, as long as you're listening. It's your boy, the very sensual, the very hyper now, <laughs> Mister Sunglasses that Night himself, your boy. Shades, joined by my husband, my hetero life mate. Ill will a thrill, the poet Terrence, Shakespearean Kansas, the major English, whatever you need me to be, that's what I'll be, because baby, that's who I is. And we have a very, very special guest. So special. One half of the Suburban Boys. Please introduce yourself. You got Tommy Boy in the house flying solo tonight. Solo dolo, no big... Cute dog. No, sir. No, sir. He's sleepy. He's sleepy. <laughs> but Tom is here with us. Mm-hmm. We just finished wrapping up AEW's first pay-per-view of the oh, decade. We didn't wrap it up. They wrapped it up. We nah, we wrapped show. it up. Nah, we closed the show. We Why good. are you this way? I ask you this every day. It's all about us. <laughs> My, you know, I'm. this is a very ego-driven show for me. Well, you're an ego-driven show. I wrapped up AEW's <laughs> revolution about, I'll say, a half hour ago. We have eight matches, one pre-show match, or excuse me, they call it the buy-in. buy-in. Can't get into any of that unless we ring that bell. So there was only one match in the buy-in, and that was... The Dark Order, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, of course accompanied by Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and the rest of their gimps. <laughs> That's not what they're called. <laughs> That's not what they're called. Okay, so what are they called? Creepers. Is that what they're called? Creepers? Yeah. Right. That's, a, that's a real thing. And they're gimps. Okay. <laughs> they're not oh. gimps. They don't wear gimps. Okay, all right, all right. Masks. The creepers, whatever. Creepers. Those guys. Yeah, you know, like if, if if just because you wear a mask, you a gimp? Like is is no. Pentagon? <laughs> no, yeah. that's why it's like zero fear. Like he's a gimp. <laughs> okay, you're right. I apologize. Um, facing SCU in the form of Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky, of course. Uh, Christopher Daniels comes out to do the announcing in the SCU with the Freddie Mercury mic, but then he. Goes backstage as he tends to do, so that the boys can do this. Is, is that what it's really called, like the Freddie Mercury mic, or is it just the mic? I, I think mean, it, I think it's one of those things where like it's affectionately known as yeah. the Freddie Mercury mic, which is like there's no stand. It's just correct. Yeah, but it's you, not no stand. It's partial stand. You have the the part with the the mic holder and then the the rod. The but there's first, no base. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Broke the mic stand to get it like that. Yeah, I know exactly. 
Freddy and, broke the mic stand? Yeah, mm-hmm. the mic stand wasn't working, so he couldn't adjust it, so he just broke it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, cool. And it's funny, because the only person that I know of who currently still uses a mic similar to that is Chuck Billy of Testament, which is really weird, because it's a metal band, and he just walks around with the Freddy Mercury mic. That's dangerous. Uh, he, like, air guitars. It's very weird. It's very weird. Um, so, yes. So, uh, CD oh. comes down with the Freddy Mercury mic, he does his thing, and then he leaves. The match was fine. I mean, it's what you're going to get from the Dark Order versus SCU. I mean, in terms of um, like making me want to buy in, this didn't really make me want to buy in. That's fair. I mean, you, you had your, uh, again, standard tag team match. Mm-hmm. Post-match, you get the Creepers and, and Evil Uno trying to beat down, again, Kazarian and Scorpio Sky mm-hmm. and... Chicago's own Colt Cabana comes out to make the attempt at a save. Mm-hmm. He in turn gets beat down with Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian, and then the Exalted One comes Seemingly. out. So, or as we thought, would be right. the, the Exalted One. Rumors have been saying that hey, it's maybe it's Matt Hardy. Hey, maybe it's Christopher Daniels. So it's a, a figure in, in a black robe and a black hood comes out, and this is supposed to be the exalted one. Un, un re, reveals himself rather, and it turns out to be Christopher Daniels. He disrobes. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to use that I, phrase. But uh, reveals himself is even worse. Is it? Is it worse than disrobes? Disrobing isn't bad, but revealing yourself is like, hey, I like I'm, you're showing my peen. Like that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, there's no real way to say it. Like he opens his cloth. I mean, that's he worse. takes off the disguise. I mean, that's he takes off the disguise. <laughs> he removes the disguise. That's better. And and it turns out to be Christopher Daniels. However, it's not Christopher Daniels as the exalted one. It's Christopher Daniels diving and beating up on. Well, he the, dies onto Evil Uno, and right. um, they run out. Right. So at the end, you have the you know SCU plus. Cole Cabana standing tall. Hometown hero. Standing big pop. The dark order, right. In terms of a buy-in, when you like, as you were saying, is this making me buy-in? No. I think the buy-in was more of all the promo work they did before. Like, showing all the, the promo packages mm-hmm. for all the matches leading up to the show. That was more buy-in than the match itself. Yeah, absolutely. Which is what they don't... They normally don't do that. Normally, it's the other way around. Normally, they'll put on, like, two or three matches... Mm-hmm. That showcase their talent, and then they go straight into the card. But this one, they did more promo packages for every match, and the one match on the card. I didn't necessarily dislike it. Um, I'm not crazy about the fact that this is, you know, I mean, you don't pay for the buy-in. Yeah. But when you order it, and then the first hour is just... Promo packages. Promo packages in one match. Not crazy, but it did work in terms of what they're trying to do, in my opinion. It was like TNA, uh, or TNA and NWA, when they were Impact Wrestling... They did. Um, they didn't do pre-shows, but on the channel they would they would just show the advertisements and they would show promo packages. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, I had a real like for me it was a more of a throwback feeling. Like, mm. Oh, that's this is something different. Like we don't need a thirty man or woman battle, battle royal. royal. Yeah, we yeah. don't need th- two or three matches that we don't care about. Sure, fair. Build your your storylines. Build your yeah. matches. Through promo packages. Sure. And doing that, uh, making um, 
making it aware that aware that the the Bucks had their book coming out in August. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, advertising the show at the Prudential Center with their uh, blood and guts match. That too, because uh, that was announced on the buy-in. Like that was no one knew about that until they pulled up they that they aired that ad. As part of the buy-in, doing the whole uh, the Bullet Club, uh, the Elite being the Elite thing, the BTE thing, that tag team title match, in my opinion, was the biggest match on the card, and most important in terms, in terms of, story of importance. Line, sure, I agree. Importance to the story, I agree, was the biggest match on the card, sure, and, sure. and they did that. They made it feel that way even more mm-hmm. on the buy-in. I agree. I agree. I think they did a good job with that. Match quality in terms of like the taxi match. It was a twi- taxi it was match. Fine. Like, yeah, it was you average. You can't go wrong with it. You know, Stu and, and Evil Uno aren't necessarily bad in the ring. Yeah. They don't necessarily, you know, capture our interest as a, as characters. But they're they're fine enough in the ring and we, we all know how good SEU is. So My question fine. my question for uh the Dark Order is, does it change when the Exalted One comes? Like do you feel a little bit more investment if you do get a Matt Hardy? If you do get a a Luke Harper as the exalted one, do you do you feel some sort of more some um I I, I don't know what the word that I'm actually looking for, but like investment mm. basically. Are you are you more invested in the Dark Order now because you have more familiar faces? I think if Matt Hardy comes in full on broken, Dark Order's over in minutes. Because Matt so, Hardy alone will put it over. I agree. I agree. Oh, okay. So you mean like they're going he to goes, get over, not yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's over, like they're done. No, no, no. no. They're okay. going to get over, yeah. So I agree. 100% agree. And I, will this, I will say this much. The intrigue of having an Exalted One has given me at least some vague interest in the Dark Order at this point. Mm-hmm. Where before, I didn't give a flying hoonanny. Mm-hmm. But now that I know that there is an Exalted One that we're all waiting for, I'm like, okay. Whenever there's a Dark Order match, I go, all right, let me see if I'm going to get some clues. Let's see if it's actually going to debut now. Let's see what's happening. So I have some big interest in them now. And then once the, once the Exalted One is revealed, depending on who it is, I might feel intrigue. If it's Matt, how are they going to do it? Is it going to be full-on broken to start? Has to. I'm not crazy about that idea, but it would totally be over like Rover for the first week or two, and then where does Matt take it? If it's someone like CD... I'm out because I feel no. like that's not the right fit. If it's someone out of left field, like a uh, Brody Lee or someone else, Luke Harper. That's yeah, Brody Lee, Luke Harper, same person. Oh, yeah. um, then I might be interested to see where they take it. So it depends on who it is that they end up being the exalted one. I have a question. I really want to. I don't want to dwell on this too much. We have a banger of a card to go through. Mm-hmm. Matt Hardy. We're talking about him coming in doing the broken thing again, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it, isn't it a little plate though? That's like, what I'm saying. I'm not crazy. You about were it. in you were in, it in in global or impact or whatever the hell they were calling each other that day of the week. <laughs> he had the broken thing. He had it started. Biggest thing in wrestling. Mm-hmm. The most over thing in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Comes to WWE. Can't do the broken thing, but he does the woken thing. Mm-hmm. Same concept, different name, recycled. Okay. Still got it over. And even that came later on because when mm-hmm. he first went to WWE, he didn't have the rights to do any of it. Yeah. So once he got the rights to it, then they did the Woken thing. So there was a delayed Wokenness. Yeah, they came in full on Team Extreme. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, but then they did the whole Woken thing again. Didn't exactly 
work the same way it did in Impact and on the Indies. Yeah. But they still did it. And so yeah, I 100%, 100% do not want him to do the broken stuff if he goes to AEW. Only because, like you said, we did this already. We did it. You, it was awesome. But now let's see what else you can do. And we all know that Matt's creative. Mm-hmm. We all know that Matt has ideas just coming out of his pores. The guy has reinvented himself what so if, many times. What if you do the broken thing but uh, take it to a darker place? Not so much like the Not mids, so goofy. Not the goofy mid, you know, Renaissance era, mm. you know, fighting this evil, that evil, but an evil side to the broken gimmick. Like if, if, if they can play it, if Matt can play it right, I have if they write no it properly, doubt Matt can do it. Well, what right? Matt's never really done dark. The darkest Matt's ever done was when he was with the, the new brood. No, it was like he was like this uh, ice. Uh, ice veins. He was like a serial killer type thing in in Impact, and that's oh, well, he became okay. the broken thing afterwards. How about he's been talking about doing this whole fighting this greater evil thing, right? What if he actually lost to the evil? The evil consumed him, and now he's the exalted one. Like the, you can play the off opposite of, that. of what sure. happened to Bray Wyatt when he sure boom perfect. And I cannot stress this enough before we we go to the actual main card. No Jeff Hardy. No. Oh my no, god, please no. No, 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 no Jeff Hardy. No Jeff Hardy. No Jeff Hardy, no brother Nero, no Willow, no 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 Jeff Hardy. No, no, no. I think we're all in agreement on that. Okay. Great. Beautiful. Thank you. To start off Revolution proper, we have Jake Hagar. Yes, sir. Taking on the natural Dustin Rhodes. Hagar making his AEW in ring debut. In ring debut. Thank you. Good match. Yeah, it was good match. I mean, Dustin just shows like, hey, I'm f- you know 50 years old, but I can still, you know, <laughs> damn you AEW. <laughs> <laughs> you got your guys like Jericho who's pushing 50, Christopher Daniels who's in his 50s, Dustin Rhodes who's in his 50s, Dustin's putting 50 on sucks. good matches. And you have something like WWE, where Goldberg can't even pick up Bray Wyatt <laughs> to put him in a jackhammer. Undertaker can't pick up AJ Styles in a choke slam. Mostly AJ jumping. <laughs> to to put him in a choke slam. Come on, like it looks. Look at the difference. Is it because they got DDP and they got all the old guys doing DDP yoga? Over there? Is that what's going on? <laughs> yep. So I mean, so th- it, that's the key to life. Do DDP yoga when you turn fifty. Hey, listen, I got to be honest. I've tried DDP yoga. I can't try yoga. He modifies it. I like yoga. I like yoga. I can't do yoga. No, DDP actually modifies it to make it more comfortable. Yeah. Mm, all right, yeah. so then I'll definitely... I, remember, I got that lower back injury. Yeah, so do I. Did not kill me. Mm-hmm. All right. He got Jake the Snake. Jake, Jake could barely, like, walk when he started doing DDP yeah, yoga. Him and Car- um, uh, Scott Hall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just to, to touch on some accuracy, CD and Jericho are both 49. Dustin Rhodes is fifty. They're turning fifty. This yeah, year. yeah, just still. They're in 50. that. They're giving accurate numbers. That's they're it. in that ballpark where two other guys look like they're clear into their sixties. So here's the things, though. But so a you have guys who what does it they say? In ring, uh, in ring shape is different from being in shape in general. Mm-hmm. Correct. So Jericho, who's regularly in matches, mm-hmm. is in fantastic in ring shape. CD, even though he doesn't have a lot of matches, he's always working out in the ring. Mm-hmm. He's in in-ring shape. You and then people... Dustin. And Dustin, again, 
He's always working, always working out with his brother and the rest of the Nightmare family. He's in in ring shape. Goldberg doesn't do anything other than once a year, so he is not in in ring shape. The guy is sweating profusely before he even hits the ramp. Say, uh, who else did we mention? Taker, and the Taker. Well, he once a year, and the guy has been in so many body bruising matches. His like, how can he perform the way he used to? He can't. Physically, no. He physically cannot. And then with his size to boot, you know, guys like CD were never with WWE, so they weren't working five days a week. You know, um, Jericho is a smaller guy, and he was taking breaks all the time to be with Fozzie. So he wasn't working five days a week every day. These guys who are older, and Dustin Rose never used in WWE, mm-hmm. so his body's... Well, he was used at the house shows constantly, so... So these he, guys, like, their bodies have not been through the same as Taker. They're in better in-ring shape than Goldberg. It just... It makes all the sense in the world. It makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. And then when you have natural, just physical talent like these guys do, there you go. Hager hey, looked good. Yeah. Dustin looked good. I mean, yep. Po- pre-match, Hager's coming down the ring... Uh, coming down to the ring and his wife is at ringside and she's kind of like hyping him up and then they uh, proceed to French each other. Oh, did they? Oh, did they? For uh, an uncomfortable 10 seconds. <laughs> like they were they were going for it. Go for gold. Like, Go never... for the gold. And uh, during their match, he, he goes to his wife again and they're not she's French. Kind of like they're not Frenching this time, but she's like coaching, coaching him, him, and it's like, all right, cool. You know, I like that that aspect. I mean, we're obviously going to get a Dustin uh, wife interaction sometime during the night. And what's interesting is that when Dustin first came out, so Dustin typically does a vertical split down his face with his uh, face paint, mm-hmm. and today it was a horizontal split. And I was like, oh, that's so weird that that he would do that. It's very like Dustin doesn't do that normally. Okay, whatever. Well, now we know why. Because his interaction with uh, Jake, Mrs. Hager, Mrs. Hagar, Hagar. Mrs. Hagar, uh, wasn't a pleasant one for for Mrs. Hagar. One one would also uh, define it as sexual assault. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Definition. Legally, legally, by definition, yeah. Legally speaking, Dustin uh, forced himself onto Mrs. Hager. In the mouth-to-mouth region. And the, the way you wore it doesn't help. Uh, it, it, he kissed her. But it was kind of like a... He forcibly kissed her. Yeah. Like, no means no, Dustin. He gave her the Weinstein? Uh, oh, no. No, no Davis, no. He's going to jail. He's going to jail, though. Bad Davis. He's going to jail, though. Yeah, he got sent to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rotten hell. That's right. <laughs> So, so yeah, the match the match was good. So he kissed her. She's like, "Oh, this is so gross." This is disgusting. Oh, disgusting! Yeah. And she's got his paint on her face, and the match was good. Yeah. The match was good. You had uh, the ankle lock and dozens in the ankle lock for like at least thirty to forty five seconds. When he, he gets, gets revved up, he gets out of it. I, I what I liked was the finish. The finish is important because so they're trying to get across Hagar as the MMA guy. As the the muscle of the inner circle, the bruiser weight. He's the <laughs> oh, <no>. copyright <laughs> gimmick infringement. Oh, if they can use super super kick party, then I we know, should right? be able to use bruiser weight. No, yeah, you're right. 
So they're trying to get that across. A, he really shouldn't be losing to Dustin Rhodes. No. But B, he should be winning in a fashion that makes sense for an MMA fighter, a quote-unquote accomplished, quote-unquote, MMA fighter. We use that very loosely accomplished. I said quote-unquote. Very uh, loosely accomplished. 2-0 with the no contest. It's two cheeseburgers. Anyway, his victory should be that of someone who is I mean, a 2-0 MMA fighter. I mean, and so you don't the need finish, to be stopped on strikes because that's it's too hokey. That's too like, much, yeah. Like, have him do a submission. And what is a submission you don't really see in professional wrestling? A shoulder choke. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, it works for me. It's an arm triangle. Fine, whatever. A standing arm triangle. And Dustin's trying to fight it out. He backs Hager into the uh, the corner uh, once or twice. But he passes out. And that's it. He passes out. Aubrey Edwards rings for the bell. And Hager wins. I was totally cool with that finish. We need a uh, Hager needed to win his first match. Definitely going to win his first match against Dustin. Not complaining with the outcome. Agreed, agreed, agreed. So the following match was Darby Allen making his in-ring return after his injury. Versus Sammy Guevara. Now, unfortunately, this is when I decided to go get food for everybody. But that's how short this match was. I left before the match started, and I came back, the bell rang. So, (laughs) I missed the whole match. Fortunately, I was here, and these boys got after it. Darby Allen gets into the ring, takes his jacket off. Uh, Guevara comes out first, Darby follows afterwards, and they go for it. Hard strikes... Uh, they have some outside spots where Sammy Guevara puts Darby Allen on a uh, table. Guevara's on the top rope and does a, was it a 450, 520, yeah, 520. There's one rotation, yeah, 520. 540, no? Uh, was it a 540? No. Uh, 540, I don't, I don't math. Yeah, 540. Oh, son of a building block. <laughs> 540. There's a 540 from the top rope. To the outside on Darby Allen's table, jerk. And your your nephew, Nico, is so cute. He goes, they broke their butts. <laughs> <laughs> and your brother's like, yeah, they broke their butts. <laughs> so that's one way of putting the kid. So they they have a very very good short spot filled match. Just five minutes of okay, go. Yeah. It's like, you guys get the energy, go out there, get this crowd, crowd hype. And they did that. Darby Allen going over, as he should. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with this finish as well. Yeah. Also, because we'd be 3-0. At this point, we were 3-0, point. correct. No complaints. Yeah. So we move on to, in my opinion, what should have been the penultimate match. Kenny Omega. And I'm cool he- with where this was on the card. No, I mean, in terms of, like, card placement, everything okay. was fine for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in this had of- penultimate, this had main event feel. It was, oh, 100%. Yeah. But if there wasn't a, a AEW world title match, yep. this could have been the main event. The cleaner, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Adam Page. The AEW Tag Team Champions taking on their friends, Nick and Matt Jackson. 
the Young Bucks. Now let's <laughs> let's take a let's, minute. Let's pause. Let's pause real quick. Let's take a moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> this match had everything, mm-hmm. and I do mean everything. You start the match off, Hangman and Matt. Now, Hangman trying to break off from the elite. Matt saying, who do you think you are? You're a nobody. And that kind of built throughout the entire night where Hangman and and Matt Jackson were... The aggressors. The, the very much so the aggressors. Where Nick and Kenny were like, no, stop. There was a time where uh, outside the ring, Hangman's going to powerbomb Nick through the timekeeper's area, and Kenny grabs Hangman, pushes him away, and puts Nick back in the ring. Like, no, mm-hmm. like we're not doing this right yeah. now. Yeah. And you just saw the disintegration of like their friendship mm-hmm. throughout the match where we're getting Meltzer drivers onto the... The, uh, the stage right elevated not, ramp. Technically not the multi driver. It was the uh, indie taker. The indie taker. Okay. Multi drivers with the four fifty. Four fifty. Okay. So the indie taker on the yeah. outside, onto Hangman. You're getting both both teams elevating their aggression towards one another because you're getting false finish after false and at, and this we hate it. Every time we say this, do not have so many false finishes. But in He's worked. this case, I'm so happy that they had so many false finishes. What I love is that they built the hostility bit by bit. Where, like you said, it started with just Hangman and Matt were really the two that were angry at each other. Yeah. And then it became Kenny getting upset and frustrated with... No, no, I'm sorry. It was Nick first. Nick. Yeah. Nick got mad or got frustrated because Hangman wasn't, you know, he, he got aggressive. Mm-hmm. And then he gave Kenny a hard attack. So then Kenny's blood starts to boil. And then Kenny and, like, they just, little by little, they took stepping stones to make sure that at some point there were parts for all of them to get angry with each other for the right reasons. It was no just automatic, okay, now we all hate each other. It was... Bits and pieces, parts throughout the match where the tension built amongst the four of them. That by the time the match ended, and we're going to get to the ending and everything, but by the time the match ended, all four of them had had trouble shaking hands and reconciling and and being like, all right, we're we're good. And that was by design. It's fantastic. You had Hangman spit in the face of Matt Jackson. Yep. And slap. Nick Jackson. There, oh, and and that that's. There's no bigger sign of disrespect. To your friend than spitting in their face, mm-hmm. legitimately spitting in their face. Yeah. So for me, it's just like. They're going for this. Yeah. They're really going for this, mm-hmm. and. What you stated, um, before the match even started, was. The Bucks came out. No announcement made. You know, the Bucks came out. Hangman and, and Kenny come out. Then they do the whole uh, tag team entrance mm-hmm. with 
the Nick and Matt Jackson, mm-hmm. and they're starting to get booed. Mm-hmm. And you're like, are, yep. are the Bucks getting booed right now? And we're like, 50-50 crowd right now, but mm-hmm. yeah, they're getting boos. And just throughout the night, the progression of the fans turning on the Bucks, and it was this match. Funny, both storyline wise and how the crowd reacted, this match was all about Adam Page. Oh yeah, the, this was the mm-hmm. Adam. This was the Hangman Adam Page match. Yeah, this his. This but, wasn't even his coming out party. No, this no, was, no. This was cowboy stuff. Yeah, as soon as the and I said it when the bell rings, I go. Let's see if we get Cowboy Stuff Chance. And as soon as the bell rang and it cleared, Cowboy Stuff Chance. And I was like, yup, here we go. You had Cowboy Stuff Chance. You had Mess Him Up Cowboy, Mess Him Up. Yeah. By and the way, we're, we're censoring the actual chance. There there, was, there, there are expletives. There was more expletives, but we're trying to clean but it I'm up. I'm sure you can guess which expletives <laughs> are being said <laughs> right. during exactly. this. Exactly. If you know Cowboy, you know the expletives. Exactly. Right. If, you know, if you know AEW's fan base, if, if you're an indie smart... Yeah. You know what we're saying. And anytime the Bucks got any offense in Boo City. On Hangman Boo City. Yep. It's crazy. Because it's like at the end of the day, these are still the young Bucks. Like, yeah. how are you booing them? Yeah. But And it's funny because I said during the match, I said, if Hangman was over like this, they would have put the AEW when he for yep. Jericho. He would have been the first yep. AEW champion. Mm-hmm. He, he said that, and I was just like, you're not wrong. It's hard to argue with you. You're not wrong. Because I think that's what cost him the belt. Yeah. Because that he the, wasn't ready yet. No, he was the fan from our back. conversation that night. Yeah. It was, uh, how, <laughs> how over Jericho was and how not over Hangman was and how he wasn't ready. And now, ever since he decided to take on this bitter, resentful character. Uh, uh, the, the, you know what helps him? His uh, interactions with the fans. Mm. It means a lot from a fan who's drinking a beer and and a wrestler comes over and takes their beer mm. and drinks it. You mm. know, like that's why wow, that's we shared a moment just now. Yeah. Not only have we swapped, you know, DNA just now, but <laughs> like this is a memory that I have for the rest of my life. And you know, I didn't even think of this until you mentioned just now. The perfect thing about Hangman's character right now is, sure, he's heel-ish to the Bucks. But he's, but he's not exactly. He's, he's not healing it up with the fans. Well, he's not healing it up in general. It's just he doesn't want to be associated with the elite. He yeah, w- he wants to be able to 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 stand on his own two feet. Mm-hmm. And like he said in that interview, he's like, "This is my biggest accomplishment in my career so far." And you, and guys-, you guys are trying to take it away already. Mm-hmm. And I love that this isn't a, this isn't Hangman Hangman excuse me being a heel, being a bad guy. This is a Arguably good person who's just frustrated and resentful of this group he's associated with. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want anything to do with them. And he's tired of them. But he's still a good guy. Yeah. And it's like, it's a nuanced character. When would you see a nuanced character like that in WWE? That's not a thing. Nuance doesn't even exist in WWE. <laughs> right. And I, and I don't mean to sit here and bash WWE, but I'm just saying, like, stuff like I this. Do. <laughs> <laughs> His work throughout has been fantastic, and I love this. Love this. And this match was, I don't want to say perfect, but as close to it as you can get for a tag match. I mean, look at the the storytelling you have with, as you stated earlier, you were on point with this whole match. 
Matt Jackson, back injury in New Japan, and what does Hangman do? Attacks the the back. back. Kenny Omega hurts his shoulder against Pac on Wednesday Night Dynamite. Mm -hmm. What does Matt Jackson do? Attack the shoulder. Attacks the shoulder. It's more than these are these guys are all friends. They know their next move. Mm-hmm. This is, I know all of your injuries. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick you apart. Mm-hmm. And when Kenny had, I believe Matt in the one winged angel. Yes, he couldn't grab him because his shoulder. Mm-hmm. So he puts him down. Hangman tags himself in. And does the one-winged angel himself. No one has kicked out of the one-winged angel. The only way we had a kick out was a a breakup of the pin by Nick Jackson. Correct. Then we get the V-trigger. Buckshot Lariat. Buckshot Lariat combo. Which has been their finish since they became a tag team. But Matt kicks out. (sighs) (laughs) And then just we, talking about it, I'm just like, man, it's not. And then so we get bad. another buckshot lariat for the one, two, three. Kenny and Hangman win. And then think about that also. Like again, we're talking about the storytelling of this whole match and how Hangman's whole thing is wanting to stand up on his own two feet, and he arguably single-handedly won this match. He did the one with Angel because Kenny couldn't, mm-hmm. and then he sealed the deal with the Buckshot Larry. Yeah, he took out both the Bucks with Buckshot Lariats to win the match. Right. On the outside and the inside. So Yeah, if, you're right, on the so, elevator yeah. ramp. Yeah, so if, if you're a guy who's trying to prove himself and trying to prove he doesn't need the Elite, he just beat the Elite by himself. Mm-hmm. And then there was... Oh, God, so good. There, there's so much storytelling during the match and even post-match mm-hmm. where Matt is, like, he's trying to... Put his hand up like, to Kenny, his... and Kenny's like, no. no, dude, like, you were... No, you were being a, a jerk. Yeah. I'm not... Hell no, I'm not shaking your hand. And then eventually he comes, like, comes around and ha- shakes his hand and they try to shake... Hangman's hand and Hangman's like none of it. Nah, I'm good. And you're just standing on the apron by the elevator ramp, and he drops the belt and kind of gets in position for the buckshot lariat. The only person in the ring at this point is Kenny Omega, and we're like, no, 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 don't do it. Not right Please now. Please don't do it. Not, Not right now. It. And then he's just like. Come, Come on, on, man. Let's go. And he opens the ropes for him. I was like, oh. The oh, you. Kenny's face, though. Was yeah, like, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you minx. You little. <laughs> you so-and-so. Sneaky, sneaky. Oh, this match was just brilliant. Perfectly laid out from start to finish. If anyone calls the Young Bucks nothing but spot monkeys at this point, get no. real. Get real because you have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, I know who calls them spot monkeys. WWE fanboys. Mm, yeah. This match was just train magnifique. Can we skip the next match? <sighs> we can't. We can't. Can we just say who won? It's a title match, so we can't. But can we just say who won? No. I mean, if if I'm being 100% honest with you, this is my checkout match. Can right. anybody fully admit to watching the entire match? You I mean, I, I, was in, I was in and out of the match, but I was, I'm just... Nothing... So the okay, so the match in question is Chris Statlander challenging Nyla Rose for the AEW 
Women's World Championship. I don't know. There are a couple issues with this match. First, while Nyla Rose is more, I think a little bit, never mind, I can't say that. I don't know. Chris Statlander and Nyla Rose struggled to get the ball rolling. The first few minutes of the match felt like there was zero chemistry between the two. It looked like they were were rehearsing points. Like, hey, make sure you're here for that. Let me make sure I'm here for that. They reset themselves a couple of times to do the spot. Right. It just, it felt like they were trying really hard to make something happen, and it wasn't clicking to start. It took a little bit for it to get into a groove, and then it did. But even when they got into a groove, it was still just very average. And I think part of that is Nyla Rose is not exactly a in-ring general. I wouldn't say she's green, because she's been doing this for a few years, but she's not exactly, you know, she's not going to carry anyone to a good match. Yeah, she yeah. can't carry and call a match. Correct. Chris Statlander is decent in the ring, but again, she's not someone you're going to build a company around. So, you have two average wrestlers who struggle to get the ball rolling, especially after that killer match with the Bucks, Kenny, and Hangman. It just, it didn't work for me. Not that it was bad, it just didn't work for me. It it wasn't, it was a below average match in my opinion. Okay. And what it did was it cooled down a very hot crowd. Right. And sometimes that's not good. In this case, what you're trying to do is also build your women's division. And this did not help it at all. Yeah. So, I, I said that this match should have gone on a little bit later. I thought it should have gone earlier. No, you can't, you can't kill a crowd that early in the show because you might not get them back. Yes and no. Um, I think if you put this after Hager and, and Dusty Rhodes, you're fine. Dustin Rhodes, excuse me, I think you're fine. Not even. If you have... Because with Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara coming up after them... No, what I'm saying is you switch them. You switch the, their match placements. You have uh, Nyla and Statlander open... The main card, you have Darby Allen follow like they did, gets people into it, and then you get Kenny and the Bucks with uh, Hangman. After that, there's full investment here because we stated Hager and and Dustin wasn't wasn't a bad match. It was an entertaining match. Yeah, it would have kept after that match. After, literally after the first match, you're talking about full investment throughout the entire show. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't hate it, but I don't know. I'm not sure that I like opening the show with the women's championship match. That's the only thing. That's why you really probably couldn't open it with it. Cause I'm it's... not crazy about that. Yeah, yeah. If if you wanted to have significance, you don't curtain jerk yeah. with the title, especially when Unless you, you only put a have... good match on. When you only have three titles, yeah, I yeah, you exactly. can't. I, I don't think you can open it. Like, why not? Why not have one title open, middle, and then bookend? I mean, you know, but, not to not to bring WWE too far into the fold, but when they were like the WWE that we all remember, I'm talking even back pre Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of times where the Intercontinental Title would curtain jerk the show. Mm. So yeah, no, Shades is Shades has the point there. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough. The the because of the match and how and, and how it was, it's kind of hard to determine really where to put it. 
maybe this was the right spot, maybe this wasn't the right spot. I don't know. It's hard to say because you never really know how an audience is going to take to anything, you know. And like in my experience, and this is kind of because I'm a little New Japan biased, I guess. I'm so used to New Japan putting their current merch, their curtain jerker match as like a high energy match. Because they used to have the Young Bucks open every freaking match. Eight-man tag or a tag match or a six-man tag. So my first thought is, all right, so open with Darby Allin and Sammy Guevara. Put the two speed monsters to start the show, and then you get the crowd, boom, everyone's into it. But then you start, okay, so then where do you put that match? So where do you put this match? So where do you put that? I mean, I'm sure they sat through the card and decided, like, pick and Okay, where do we put I'm sure it wasn't a fluke, you know? This wasn't an old man who woke up one morning and decided this was the card. This is, you know, a group of people who decided this was the best way to put this. So, I don't know. Who am I to judge? But I just know the match didn't work for me. I'm rooting for that women's division, but they're making it hard for me to keep doing that. It's tough. It's this, I don't know what it's going to take. Because they do have some really strong talent, like Britt Baker. Um, Nyla Rose is a strong character. Mm Gives... Give Nyla somebody that can use her strength. I don't want to say carry Nyla because I don't think Na- Nyla needs to be carried. Mm-hmm. I just think she needs the right filler. No, what they need is a top baby face, and they do not have it right now. That's the what big issue. Need, what they need that was supposed to be Britt Baker, and then they turned her heel quick because there was they, there was nothing they were doing with her. Nope. So Riho right now. Is a non-fact. I was never sold on. You that. need a Hikaru Shida. The problem with Hikaru Shida is her English. We don't know if it's good or not. She hasn't really cut a promo. We don't have. Which I think is on purpose, by the way. I think they're hiding her. Now what about your Mike skills? What about your B Priestleys? B Priestley is a heel. lives in Japan. True. She's not around enough to to really invest in her. That was the issue with Riho. Riho wasn't on TV a lot because she lived in Japan. Paying to fly her out on a weekly basis is too expensive. You can't invest too much on the talent that's not there. So, B Priestley is tough to use on a, on a on a regular basis, which is why they got to cut her program with B Priestley. I mean, with um, Britt Baker. Yeah, we were wondering why they cut it so quick. Because she, her, and Will Osprey moved to Japan, mm-hmm. so it's tough to, to to fly her in all the time. That's the issue. Another that's the issue with the Joshi girls. That's why I think um, Sheeta is moving to the states. So they might be grooming to make her their top dog once she gets the ball rolling with the crowd. Because yeah. otherwise, Leva Bates isn't really working. Um, she's also a heel. She's also a heel. She's... Actually, no. She's, it, she's the, when, when she was working with Peter Avalon, he was a heel, she was the face. They just happened yeah. to work together. It was weird. Mm-hmm. She always shut him down and got cheered for. Right, exactly. But Wait, they, she, split they split up. No. Peter Avalon doesn't want to do it anymore. He wants to go back to being pretty boy Peter Avalon. Whatever. Uh, Leave Bates isn't working. Big Swole. Don't think that's going to work. Nope. Um, Statlander isn't ready yet. Shauna. Shauna's not re- her Her crowd support isn't there yet. I think Shauna could get there, but she's not there yet. If, if we're talking about like a, a long, semi-long championship reign for... Nyla Rose. You need somebody with like Smiley Kylie Ray type baby face. Yeah, super uber baby face. To to beat her. They might have to wait for some contracts to expire. Mm. I don't think I don't think that person is on their roster right now. I agree. 
Because if it's not going to be Britt, I don't think the person is on the roster right now. Literally, there's no baby faces on their roster. Allie is the bunny right uh, now. Yeah. She's she's a heel. Britt, heel. Uh, Hikaru Shida, Shauna, Statlander. Those are the only three faces that I can think of. Oh, Big Swole. It's so weird that they decided to make Allie the bunny, considering she has so much in-ring experience. Mm-hmm. She's won championships in other promotions. And she's worked all over the world. And she's not, I don't think she's the best in ring worker. Yeah, but it kind of surprises me that she's not as good as she could be with all the experience that she has. But you could have used her. That's the thing. That's what's making me kind of give up on the women's division because they're not using what's there. Like when she debuted, they used her for a few matches. She had like the mini program with Brandy. And then. She went to doing the play the bunny and the butcher, and I just don't get it. She's more than a valet. Penelope Ford, I can see using as a valet because she's gaining experience. But you could be doing more with Allie. I don't know. I don't. I I think they may have to wait for some contracts to expire Mm because I don't think that person is on the roster. I don't even know whose contracts are up soon. You know, we can sit here and speculate all day, but. I know Tennille Dashwood just signed the non-exclusive with Impact, so she's not coming anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Sasha Banks' contract don't end until 2021. So she's not moving And that's if they soon. don't tack on more time for the six months she took. Right. So we're looking at maybe 2022. Yep. Shimony Cricket. And then who else is available? I, th- I heard Tess is available soon. Yeah, but are you going to go? Uh, I don't know if I want to touch Tessa right now with all that stuff that came up a few uh, a month ago. With all that racism stuff? Yep. I don't know if we want to touch that. And also, is now is she going to go back from being the company's top, top champion to a woman's champion? Said that before. Yeah. I was like, Tess is going to go from being a, an Impact's world champion to fighting for a women's championship in a new promotion? Why would she do that? I mean, if you want to tack on the challenge of building this division from nothing and really proving yourself as a hot commodity then maybe you do that, but I don't know if Tessa is the kind of person who wants to do that or if she wants to sit on the success and build on that. I don't know who Tessa is as a person, so I can't say. I would hope that she's the kind of person who goes, okay, great, I know I can achieve this. Let's go see if I can achieve that. I mean, her dad works for AEW. I think they can sway her into doing something that works out for the women's division. But this is, again, speculation because yeah. we don't know what's what's going to happen. they got to figure something out, though, because... It can't just be Nyla Rose just running roughshod. Yeah, yeah. Because no one can run roughshod for a few months, but it's gonna get old quick. Yeah, because no one's believable. We saw this like I didn't have to watch this match. I knew Nyla was gonna win. Yeah, Stylander had no shot. Not at all. Anyway, let's move on, please. So we're moving on to MJF taking on Cody. This is what I think of as. Number two of the three main events of the show. Yeah, this is like the another grudge match. Mm-hmm. And this definitely could have been a penultimate match. If there's no championships on the line, this pay per view, this could be your pay per view of the night. Yeah, yeah. Your, your main, main event. event of the night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Tommy, you stated that this match started off. It started off right, and then it slowed. Yeah. Yeah. It went too technical for me at one point. Mm hmm. I said I think I think I mentioned before. I said this match better start 
with like Cody going straight after MJ. And that's exactly what happened. Which is exactly what it was like perfect, good. This is exactly how this match should start. This should start with Cody wanting to fight MJF and beat him to the ground. And that's what he did. And MJF did what he's supposed to do. Ran away, got out of the ring, tried to get as much space between him and Cody as possible. Cowardly heel stuff. I said, this is perfect. Threw a, they, fan, threw a fan's beer in his face. They got into the crowd. They brought a little. He threw someone's beer in someone else's face. I said, okay, great. This match is starting perfectly. And then somewhere down the line, someone made a mistake and said, now let's have a wrestling match. Yeah, like, I mean, if you go punch or punch or, you know, like slam for slam, like move for move... I'm okay with it. Still a little too technical for a grudge match. But when you're doing ground holds in what's supposed to be a grudge match, that's where I turned to you, Thrill, and I was like, I I don't like the way this is going. Yep. That's the same. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I was like, that's not, this should not be a wrestling match. For me, I, I, I love the technical wrestling. For sure. No, no I do let too. Let me hear me out. Okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. Your Chris Benoit's, your Kurt Angles, your Bret Hart's. When you wanted somebody so bad that you allowed them to whip you with Uh a belt ten times, you had to not touch them until the pay-per-view. You fought in a cage against one of their teammates or his bodyguards. And you had to beat him. You're not going to chain grapple. Yeah. You're not going to rest hold. You're going to punch this guy's face You're brawling the whole whole Exactly. This Mm -hmm. is a street fight now. Mm -hmm. And it didn't feel like that until after MJF got busted open. Yeah. And... 23 minute match where good eight minutes. It, It was three it was three parts. It was the opening, which is perfect, and then it got into weird technical wrestling, and then once MJF opened up the boot, then we went back to, okay, they both remembered now that this is supposed to be a personal fight. MJF removes Cody's boot, he starts messing with the fractured Expos- toe, yeah, he, yeah he, he bites on the fractured toe. It's pretty gross. Which is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we're back to it being personal. MJF eats a disaster kick, which apparently busts him open, and now he's bleeding. And again, now we're getting back to personal. We're having interactions with Wardlow and Brandy and Arn. We're having, you know, they're picking at each other's body parts. People are bleeding. Now we're back to it being a fight. And I was like, I don't understand why they thought to have five minutes of technical wrestling in the middle of this match, but that was a mistake. There's one part that I didn't like where they kind of cleared it up for me. Okay. When Cody's uh, laying on on his back in the ring, MJF takes off his, his weightlifting belt. Yeah. And he's about to hit Cody with it. And Tommy, you say, Brandy's going to grab the belt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it doesn't make sense. She's the, First of all, I don't think she'd be able to time the swing back mm-hmm. to do it. And Hugo goes, no, the ref's going to stop it. And mm. I was like, no, why would the ref stop it? Mm. I was like, and you're in thrill, you're like, it's a foreign object. Technically, it's still a foreign object. Yeah, so okay. he grabs the, the the weightlifting belt from MJF. Mm. And Cody, I don't remember how Cody got uh, possession of the weightlifting belt, 
before he, he's about to... The referee grabbed MJF's arm and Cody took the belt from MJF's hand. Okay. Really? Is that how that went? I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100%. Now that you mentioned it, I don't remember it either. I'm not 100%. Yeah, but I, 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 remember I, ref- I can't remember how it happened. I, I don't the think the referee grabbed the... Uh, I think the referee hooked his arm, MJF's arm, and Cody got in there and grabbed the belt. I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. Like, kind of like the from was behind. It, yeah, I was like, the, the belt was like this. And referee then, has his arm... Arm and hooked. Cody just took it from... No, I did MGF threaten to hit the ref with the belt? No, he threatened to hit the ref with his hand. He was yeah, open hand. He was, he was, uh, yeah, he was yeah. bare hand. Belt was back, out. open hand. Cody snatched it from the bottom okay. hand that it had the belt. Okay. And then he hits him. Um, MGF falls down. Mm-hmm. And Cody's going to hit him with the belt. And the ref's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. And Cody's like, just give me one. And the ref's like, okay, and turns There's, around. And turns, turns back. back. And I'm just like, uh, why would you let the face do it, not the heel? And I was like, you want the heel to get his comeuppance, so it makes the ten sense. Lashes. Like, I, mm-hmm. I liked it because yeah. it showed like the referee didn't agree with what MJF made Cody go through. And you know, no, like I, 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 it shows the human sides of the ref. Yep, I, I, I understand a hundred percent completely. But for me, I was just like, well. If the heel can't do it, the face shouldn't be able to do it. But it's like, hey, maybe he had that, like, damn, I was there. I was in the ring when I saw, yeah. you know, Cody eating those lashes. I was backstage. I felt bad. I was like, let yeah. him get his one. Yeah. And the fact that Cody pleaded, let me just get one. Yeah. Let me just get one. It wasn't. Like, they made sure the mic picked that up. Right. And it wasn't like Cody was using a chair. It wasn't Cody using any sort of other. It was the belt. It was the lash. It was the, please, just. I took ten of these. It was the one for his. Just ten. give me the one. I'm begging you. With a thinner strap. Right. And so and right. So then all that together, the ref goes, "All right, fine." And he turns his back. And I think. And and if if you you're paying attention, you look at Cody's face, just the overwhelm, like the joy in his face, like I'm gonna, I'm, I'm like I can hit him, but he just turns, bam, hits him with the oh. belt, and then throws oh. the belt into the crowd. Yeah. And uh, Excalibur says. When Cody got hit with the belt, he had a red mark. When MJF got hit with the belt, uh, it left a white mark because his spray tan oh was tan. just coming off. Oh my god! This dude definitely went into the tanning bed like before they went on the. It air. wasn't. They're a, like, it wasn't all right, bed. It guys, was... we're going on at seven. He's like, all right, my appointment's for six o'clock. Like he definitely just got in the bed before the yeah, show. Spray me, baby. Let's do this. Fact, and it was definitely spray tan. At the end of the match, the tan was on Cody. It's oh. He was sweating through it. It was on Cody. I honestly think that was somewhat on purpose, too. You think so? I I wouldn't doubt it. Like, I mean, it fits his character to that's be someone against, like, you know, you, really bad tens. You really want to get that. And you don't have to get the character over it. His mouth does that but, enough. But the MD have really put in that much detail. I mean, I hated the rope. You know what I mean? Like, is that, an, is that, are we giving him too much credit? Is that a detail that we need? No. 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 But that's what I'm saying. Is it, is it, did he really go, all right, what would it, you know what, I'm going to get a really bad tan to really put over the character that this guy's a, I don't no. think he needs it. Oh, he wouldn't get a bad, bad tan on purpose because it goes against his, his, like, being the perfect character. Well, maybe to look perfect, he wanted to get a tan and it didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, but you wouldn't get the perfect tan, you would just tan, you would get a tan. Remember, this character is a reflection of, like, the, the silver spoon, D-baggy... You know, I mean, he wears with a Burberry scarf or whatever. You know, he's that. Not tonight. What was that? 
Not said tonight. Not tonight. Like oh, disgusting well, well. Burberry wannabe ropes. Mm, almost said it. You know, I feel like he's <laughs> the, the his character hangs out with girls who have chihuahuas in their bags. You know what I mean? Like, so the bad tan would be a part of that. See, the image. Reason, the reason I why I think he would put that kind of thought into the bad tan is because, and we were saying it during the match. This guy is in character. He does not break kayfabe. You were telling the story about what he signed the autograph for that girl for. Yeah. yeah. Like, this, this dude is his character when he's not in his house by himself. Fair enough. I don't know. It, it can go either way. Either way, the, the tan definitely played. It definitely played, for sure. So let's let's get into the, the finish of the match. Yes, sir. So after the lash of the, of the weight belt, at this point now, MJF is like in a fetal position. He's like begging, begging, begging. for mercy. He grabs onto Cody's leg, of mm. course the one with his boot off. Mm. Specifically, grabs that the details. He grabs onto the, the the shoeless foot, and he like he stands himself up and he goes, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry," and then spits in his face. Oh, he hugged him before he spit him. Right, and then he spits in his face. Sets off Cody. Cody starts beating on him. Gives him a crossroads. And I go, give him another. Give him two and call it a day. Hits the second one. I go, don't do a third. Nobody he gets him up. Exactly. You no, never the get cr- the hat trick. The crowd there wanted him to do a third. And we're like... But anyone who was dressed in convention, the, the third one doesn't play. You never get the hat trick. I was like, don't go... The th- I said, the third one's going to cost him. He picks him up for the third. Takes an elbow... No, a knee to the head. Knee. Takes a knee to the head... MJ reverses it into... Just punches him. Power of the punch. Yes. He puts on the uh, the diamond Regal. ring. My man. <laughs> he puts on the diamond ring. One swing. Cody sells it like a million bucks. Hits the ground. One, two, three. MJF wins. And I said, perfect finish. Perfect finish. Because you got the comeuppance of the lash. You got the weasel who, you know, was apologizing but not really. Spits in his face. Then Cody gets emotional, hits him with the crossroads. He could win the match, but then he got emotions got the best of him, and it cost him, and it cost him, especially because MJF cheated. Everything you needed from these two characters to solidify these two characters was done in this match. Served up. 100%. Perfect. Whew, excuse me. So, I mean, I, I'm cool with the way that this match ended. So after this, we get Pac versus freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. From wherever, weighing whatever. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Justin, and the way Justin Roberts delivers it <laughs> is that it's like he's reading from the card, and he goes, from wherever, weighing whatever, whatever <laughs> Orange Cassidy. And I'm like, brilliant. Flipping brilliant. Oh my word! How it what happened? That is a real tattoo. No, no, I I knew it. Cody Rhodes, that is a real I knew tattoo. It. I it's knew so it. It's so bad. Because even with even with that really good water seal stuff, some of it would peel off. But it's so and the placement. Why would you put it on your neck? Put it on your arm. Put it on your leg. On your back. Not on your neck. He has. He does not have many tattoos. He has so much open canvas. He has, he one, has tattoo. one, two. Now two. He has two. The neck and dream. dream. That's all he has. 
Eesh. Unless he has something on his wrist where when they're... And it's so funny because tattoo artists, I mean, not that I know, personally know tattoo artists, but I watch a lot of, like, you know, stuff. They all say that if you're an open canvas, they will not, they will argue with you about using your neck. Mm-hmm. If you have so much other space, why go for the neck? Why? Why? Why, Cody? It's a bad look. Nope. That's that is a whole lot of nope. Oh man, why you do this? You just wear one thrills night. <laughs> oh, I'm, I had to. I had to. Well, we were debating it. it the whole match. <laughs> so disappointing. Anyway, let's let's get back to the to the show. Yes. Yes. We'll try. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing of this match supposedly, according to Trent. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, according to Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy was going to try. So we had the match start, and he's doing, he, immediately he goes for the whole, like, hand in the pockets shtick, and Pac stops him. No, no, no. We have a small back and forth where Cassidy is, you know, doing his thing, where he's dodging, but still showing no effort. And we actually do get some Orange Cassidy trying. Mm-hmm. We get some high-energy, high-level spots from Orange Cassidy and from Pac. Although, to me, the spot of the night is when they exchange... The no-effort kicks. The no-effort kicks. Oh, my and God. And it looked like the, the whole time The fact that, that Pac was doing it with him, I was like, thank you, Pac. Thank you so much but for the, not being a stick in the mud. If you look at Pac... You could tell he was trying not to laugh with every fiber of his I being. think Pog enjoyed doing this. He did. But it's, he had it's a, a break from the monotony. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm doing a serious match over and over and over again. Why not do some gimmicky stuff with, yeah. with freshly squeezed? And this wasn't like over-the-top comedy either, because it was still serious in, in parts. But there was comedy infused. Mm-hmm. And they had, they had certain spots and elements where it's like, holy crap, like... Orange Cassidy may actually win this. Right. He can win this. Yeah. And we had some of the other comedy spots with Orange Cassidy. And this is when I think Pac was about to laugh. Mm-hmm. Was Orange Cassidy rolling from one side of the ring to the yep. other. And, and Pac kept chasing him from <laughs> ring to from side to the side. And at some point, he catches him. He predicts where he's going to roll. Gets there first. Cassidy rolls and sees him. And then the camera Smile picks up, them. he's smiling <laughs> through his teeth, like, <laughs> busted. And you look at Pac, and Pac looks like he's about to bust. And so Cassidy starts to roll back in the other direction, and then Pac starts clapping, like an appreciation of how insane this is. I actually think that was the way to kind of breathe off the laugh. Right, I th- that's what I think, too. I think he was good at laugh and was like, how do I play this off? Let me just yeah. sarcastic clap. Sarcastic clap where I can get a little bit of a smirk exactly, out. Exactly, exactly. To kind of kill the laugh that I want to let out. But, I mean, if anyone's ever watched an Orange Cassidy match on the indie circuit, this is what an Orange Cassidy match is pretty much like. Yeah. He does the no effort thing, then he has these bursts of Turns just on like, the jets. like super speed, super high energy, top rope moves, mega athleticism, and then back to the no try and back and forth. Taking a lot of beating because a gimmick like that, you can't do too much offense with a no try. So he has to get beat up a lot because you're not making an effort to get hurt. You get hurt, you get hurt. You have to bump. Yeah, right. But it was 13 minutes, which is way more than I thought this match would go. And it didn't feel like Exactly. Because it was entertaining enough. It was simple. And at the end of the day, Pac won with the Brutalizer. 
which I think was the right way to go. And the thing is, Orange Cassidy obviously can't tap to the brutalizer because you have no way to do so. You have to actually physically say, I quit or submit. Right, right, which he did. He did it immediately, though. Yeah, yeah. As soon as he got caught, he starts nodding his head to the ref. I go, all right, all right, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Which I think is also a play to his no try part of the character where it's right, like, like I don't want to deal with this I'm I don't like, want to deal with this I'm, I'm done, done. I'm, done. I'm, I'm sorry done. forget it I was just playing right well what, one interesting thing that I did that I did catch was at some point Pac was on the outside of the ring it looked like he was trying to kind of get away from him maybe and then Chucky e. T went to go grab him and throw him back in the ring and mm. all of a sudden the Lucha Brothers appear out of nowhere oh yeah and it looks like we're setting up Lucha Bros versus Best Friends for the near future so that's, I'm cool with that. That could be a great program. That could be fun. That could be fun. Ima- imagine having to deal with Pentagon Jr. and Orange Cassidy. He's going to set on miedo in Orange Cassidy's face, and he's just going to hand in his pockets. And, or he's going to give set on miedo, thumbs up. Oh, my God. That's, that's what he's going to go. <laughs> no. No effort kicks. Set on miedo. Thumbs up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I can see that. I can see that. That'll be fun. That'll Please be fun. make it happen. Yeah. Prudential Center. Prudential um. Center. Please. At the Prudential Center. <laughs> so we're going to move on to the... The main... The main event. Unless you have something else to add? Um, I do. And it's something that we missed. Well, we didn't miss. We kind of... We didn't get the full experience Glossed on Wednesday. Right. Where they were in picture in picture on commercial, and you get the best friends with the Orange Cassidy hug. Mm-hmm. We didn't get a hug today. We did not get the no, hug. No, we at didn't all. get the hug with the hard pan. There was yeah. no hug at all. Well, with the z- quick zoom out, right. a la Rainmaker. Uh, so, yeah, that kind of sucks. Because I look forward to a best friends hug <laughs> every time they're on the screen. Well, to be honest, when we when we do go, if that does happen, like there's the opportunity, you know, I'm gonna have my phone zoomed in. You zoom out. And I'm gonna do the hard zoom out. <laughs> so, because <laughs> we're all going to AEW, the potential center. Was it blood and guts or blood and? Well, oh, blood and guts is just what they're calling the uh, the, the pseudo hard uh, war games match. Okay. They can't call it a war games match though. They're calling it a blood and guts match, which oh. is a wink and a nod to uh, Vince McMahon. Calling AEW a blood and guts company after the Kenny and Moxley match. Mm-hmm. So to close out AEW's revolution, we had the AEW World Championship on the line. Le Champion, the Pain Maker, Chris Jericho defending his championship against G. I can't How do my he hold that. Say again? How does Justin Roberts hold that? <coughs> I, was, <laughs> I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I, I had to cough. It, just, it dries your throat out. I don't know how the, and he holds it for How long do you think he holds that for? for he The longest one was like yeah. at least 10 seconds. A minimal. It was just Because yeah. it's not even like he's saying it, it's a groan yeah. to it. And he also, he holds the, and uh, Moxie, he holds the mm, ox, and the lee. He doesn't just go, Moxie goes, Moxley! He holds the, the whole man thing. man is great at what he does. Yeah. Uh, he practices, he practices boy. hard. Yeah. Vince don't know talent. Let's not, let's not. Please let's not. 
Just didn't saying. Justin Roberts leave after uh, Daniel Bryan choked him with his tie? He, that was basically his firing episode because Vince was like, you're done. You're terrible at what you do. Mm, really? Yeah. I mean, that's why he fired, he fired Daniel Bryan for that. Yeah, where Justin Roberts was also... Vince thought he was terrible and fired him the first chance he got. I know he... Um, <laughs> I was watching an interview and apparently Vince used to give him guff about the way he pronounced Rey Mysterio. Because Justin Roberts would pronounce it you with mean, the accent. You mean properly? Yeah, he would announce it, Ray Mysterio! And Vince didn't like it. Vince, Vince was like, no. Vince wanted Say Ray Mysterio. Vince, was wants like, it. Vince wants all the Spanish names Americanized. He's like, okay. Sure, Vince, you got it. But back to the main event. This The match was okay. Yeah, I thought the match was, I thought the match was good. It was okay. I don't know if it was good. You had good spots where Jericho powerbombs Moxley through the timekeeper's table and Debris pops up and hits Moxley in the eye and he's bleeding. And I think Hugo says that Moxley's like, he's bleeding the hard way Mm -hmm. and like the blood kind of stopped. And he just just starts flicking flicking at it for the blood to come out more. And it's like, man, this guy is nuts. Absolutely nuts. There's a reason why he was a CZW legend. Is a CZW legend. Fair enough. He ain't dead yet. No, I'm just Ah. saying, like, he was a legend when he was there. Yeah. Which is what got him his job at that other company. That place. We had the inner circle come out. Uh, with him, uh, Santander and Ortiz. You had Jake Hager come out and hit John Moxley when he was on the ropes in front of uh, it was Aubrey Edwards. And Aubrey, <laughs> Aubrey Edwards, she shows why she is... Oh, she's so good. Uh, the most over-referee in all of professional I was going to say, that's just not aided. She's One, over, she over. does the... The Dusty Rhodes, like... <laughs> with the spin. And Did then you do a 360. does a 360 spin... You're all out of here. Yeah. And Ortiz is the shorter one, right? Yes. Yeah. He's on the on the apron, <laughs> and when she says, you're all a god, he drops down. <laughs> he, like, like he got hit by her. <laughs> he bumped for her. <laughs> Just like, what the hell is going on here? Aubrey's great. Aubrey's great. And the way that they work with her, oh, you can tell god. they have so much respect for her. Yeah. But, the, I mean... Well, the other thing that I... That I we tried to figure out. At least every, she's refereed every AEW title match, but I also think Jericho has not worked with another referee in AEW. I mean, I, I don't know that I have the time or statistics to look that up, but... The only I'll time I it. think is uh, Double or Nothing, I don't think she worked the main event. I could be wrong. Double or, what was the main event of Double or Nothing? Him versus... Um, no, that was his debut. Yeah, but... He came out and he hit... Uh, he beat up Kenny. He wasn't in the match. Kenny no, not uh, double. Kenny versus Jericho. Jericho. No, what was the no? When when did he fight Kenny to be to get that full gear? No, no it's double or nothing. He won the title at all in. It, all out, all he, out, all out. Sorry. Hold on. He came. He debuted at uh, double or nothing. Correct. We have that as the uh, sticker for the page on Facebook. Correct. I'm pretty sure he beat Kenny that night too. No, Kenny was supposed to fight Pac that night. Pac pulled out because he was the champion in another promotion. No, that he was didn't Hangman versus Pac. That was Hangman Jericho versus Pac. Jericho versus Kenny was the uh, main event. Yeah. And that match was to determine 
who was going to face Hangman, Hangman at, for the championship. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm saying. So I, that was Moxie's debut, but he wasn't in that match. No, I'm saying Jericho with Aubrey. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I have no idea who refereed that match. It's just a thing to her respect. Is like she does all the big matches, and Jericho doesn't work with any other referee right now. Could be. Could very well be. I can see that. I know they work together a lot, because I feel like in every single one of their matches, there's always a point where they butt heads. Where like, he gets in her face, and she's like, yo, you better not, but chill out, because I'm the ref. So He actually shoved her tonight. Yes, he gave her a good old shove. So this is true. Uh, back to what we were... And the match. The match was fine. I thought the match was good. Was it great? No. For me, there was no, like, wow factor. Agreed. No, like, wow, this is, like, th- this This match is stands out. I agree. Listen, for I also, Mox- I'm not crazy about the finish. I don't like that Moxley one. For a Moxley think- match to be at that next level, it has to be a no-holds-barred. It has to be a street fight. He can't go to that next level in a regular match. Which is he can. He can. He can. He's done it in New Japan. You know, not every... Against Minoru Suzuki. Exactly. And in, during the G1. I want to say, against Minoru Suzuki, who's not the most technical guy in the world. Fair. But during the G1, he also had great matches. Five-star match against uh, Tomohiro Ishii. That's what I'm saying. So, like, it's not like he can't wrestle between the ropes. No, he can wrestle, but match. I mean, like, just to get it to that next, next level where... Like, yeah, I'm okay with him winning the title tonight. I just feel like when we're talking about the AEW championship and we're really trying to to make it mean something and make sure that it has weight, you open with Jericho, he holds it for six. I feel like the next person to hold it needs to be, again, a major program with major heat and someone who's going to really do something with that belt. I would have preferred someone like Kenny... Or, I don't even, or Cody. Thing is, everybody that but, fits that bill is in another was in another program. So it doesn't there have to go. be right now. Wait until double or nothing. I think MGF will be the next champion. I w- <sighs> What is, does that, what is the diamond, because I do not remember the stipulations of the diamond ring. No, it's just a diamond ring. It's a nonsense. It was just... Just an excuse to put a diamond ring in his hand. So he can use it in further matches yeah. a la tonight. Yeah. It was like a battle royal that he won. No, it was a battle royal he won. It was a battle royal and then the match. Yeah, it was a battle royal and the battle the determined the final two. Mm-hmm. And the final two had a one on one and he had and he won that one on one match. So it doesn't give you anything, it doesn't give it, it doesn't like a future anything. title shot, no, it doesn't just guarantee you anything. No, no. He he'll get one. It's not hard. It's just another thing to make him more of a D bag. What, we're going to do MJF versus Moxley next? I Not now, no. Later. I would say maybe at the summertime. So you think so all out, basically? Nothing. No, because no, all, all, all Out is Labor Day is uh, September. Which all is summer. So that's what I'm saying. The Double nothing is spring, technically. Yeah. It's all May out is the spring. Be, all Out will be September. <clears throat> Double Nothing September is May. For, so they don't do a, a summer pay-per-view. Yeah, you do. What are you talking about? September 1st is not summer. Yes, it is. It's technically still Technically, summer. it's the summer, but like, do you think of September as the summer? No, you think of it as the fall. It's still 90 no, degrees out. It's hot. It's the summer. Yeah, it's the end of the summer. Okay. So it's the end of the summer. Is yeah, it Labor Day it's, Is it Labor it's, Day yet? It's no, that weekend. It's, not. it's still summer. Oh, God. School hasn't started. You lost. Deal with the Janetti. <laughs> Deal with the Janetti. <laughs> There's an awful lot of chairs around. <laughs> There's a plate class too somewhere. 
Went by him. Just <laughs> throw him right through it. Second story. That's who? I am your Shawn Michaels. So you are not Shawn Michaels! <laughs> he did just prophesize what might happen to you. I hate both of you so very much. You love us. Speaking of prophesizing, if I didn't follow this <laughs> jabroni, I'd be undefeated tonight. <laughs> sound logic. Yeah. You agree to the sound logic, so don't give me nothing. I don't know. That... Janetti, long career? Don't think so. Shawn Michaels, on the other hand, no, best one of the best of all time. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. I don't understand why I do this. I, I think I this might show. be the first pay-per-view where we skip Match of the Night and Topes. I don't know why I do this show. I don't know why I hang out with you people. Like, Just hey, think, we're going to be hanging out again in like 12 hours. Not even. Yeah, yeah about 12 hours. <laughs> you love us. Get that. Anyway... <laughs> We're not going to talk real quick about Moxie dropping the F-bomb? Oh, hell yeah, we are. <laughs> so Moxie's like, hey, you know what they do in Japan? Let's do that too. So he decides to cut a promo after the match. Monologuing. He's monologuing. He's, the first thing he says is, man, I love this bleep. He starts rambling about pandering to the crowd like Seth Rollins usually does. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do this, I'm going to do that, blah, this blah, was blah. for you guys, blah, 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 you Wiggy guys make us. He takes a beat, and they start playing his music. And he, into the mic, goes, what, what the bleep? <laughs> I said, oh, he said it in the F word. I wanted to say it so you'd have to bleep me. And like, then Excalibur starts laughing, I'm just like. They're trying to play, what is this, an award <laughs> ceremony where they're trying to play the, the, the orchestra to get him out? Trying hey, to play the, the, the cane yank music. And so they stop his music. He goes, "Whatever. I'm not. I'm not hiding from anybody. I'll fight anyone anytime." And I was gonna have some whiskey. And he throws the mic. And then they play his music again. And he walks out through the crowd. And uh, Tommy Boy says, "Isn't that a little too close to a little bit of the bubbly?" Because like Jericho said, "I'm gonna have a little bit of the bubbly," and he says, "I'm gonna throw back some whiskey." Like, uh... I mean, it's a it's a bit of a stretch because I think a little bit of the bubbly came off more organically. Right. Um, I don't think he meant to do that. It's just. Jericho's closing line was a little bit of the bubbly. And Moxley closed with a I don't think Moxley did purposely. And if he did, well, I mean, it wouldn't make sense. He's taking it off of Jericho, so then it would be a bit of a... Well, we know it's not written. Well, yeah, we know that. But whether or not he purposely said that, thinking about Jericho, I I don't think so. No. But... You just got OCD morons like me that put that crap together. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm I'm intrigued to see where they go from here. I hope they don't struggle coming out the gate like they did last pay per view, mm-hmm. where the first few weeks they're trying to get their their ducks lined up, and so yeah, get they kind of stumbled back, a little yeah. bit. And then they the last like month straight has just been banger after banger after banger. They didn't close out everything like they did at the. There's still some lingering stuff after this pay per view. Well, yeah, we still have the Dark Order and SCU stuff. That's still going on. Cody and MJF is nowhere near resolved. It can be. It can be and it cannot be. Yeah. They can go either way with that door. They can either have MJF close it because he said, I beat you, I'm done. That's what I'm saying. You're still going to have that residual. You're still going to have residuals that will possibly jumpstart what you didn't have after full gear. Right. So either they could do that or Cody can say, you didn't beat me fair and square. I want you fair and square. So they mm-hmm. could go either way. They um, can go both of those ways right now. Like, Cody would be like, you didn't beat me fair and square. And MJF is like, I don't care. I beat you. Right. That's what I'm saying. I, they could go either way with this feud. They could either continue or they could not. I don't know. Allen versus Guevara, I think that's done. That's done. 
Um, Hagar and Rhodes, I think, is done. Done. That's a one-off. That's done. Bucks with Hangman and, and Hangman no, that is nowhere story, near done. That story is going on to at least double or nothing. Rose and Statlander is done. Pac and Cassidy, I think, is done. Well, you have Lucha Brothers and the Best Friends going That's yeah, about no. the start. You have one finished with one starting in the same match. Exactly. Which is funny because I said that they were going to do that. I just said that for the wrong match. Yeah. Um, and then Moxley and Jericho, I think. Is it done? I'm intrigued to see what Jericho does without in- the belt. I'm intrigued to see what AEW's rematch policy is. I think th- I think you get automatic rematch clause. Have SCU is the only team. Uh, SCU have a rematch? Yes. Yes. Rio have a rematch? No. no. No, not yet. So I don't think they have a automatic rematch clause. I think. We'll also rewind back to what we just said. Rio lost. You know. We flying four girls back from Japan no, no, next sure. month, uh, next week. Like sure, I think it's more of a matter of if it makes sense to do the rematch, they'll do it. But I don't think it's like I don't set in stone policy. Listen, I didn't think it made sense for Rio to win the title in the first place. Nonetheless, she won because she got over, and then and she lost it. With everybody, yeah, she was a cutie pie. So was again. I'm interested to see what Jericho does without the belt and where they slot him on the card without the championship. He's still the leader of the inner circle, so you can definitely do something with that. He's still a top guy in the in the roster, but he's not the top guy now. So he's, where do you're shifting the focus now? You're gonna have the you're gonna have the bitter heel for the first couple of weeks. But does he continue to chase after Moxley? Yes. Does he do something else? No, he chases. He chases after Moxley. Remember, and then we not do this a, again a double or nothing. No, yes. they're not afraid to have title matches on. On dynamite. True. Are you gonna are you gonna extend But do you wanna give away Jericho Moxley two on free TV? Right now you're 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 winning comfortably the Wednesday night wars in terms of So you don't need it. Demographic. You don't need to do it. But do you extend this rivalry another three months? Does it have three months three more months in it? I don't know if it has legs like that. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Does this rivalry have three months or do you give it another month, give it a special dynamite match? But then what's the next program for Moxley? Hey, I'm just I'm just working on this program. I'm not. <laughs> it's all speculation. We have, we to, have to see how Wednesday rolls out. Yeah, we have to see how they roll out. Very, very interested because a lot of, like I said, some doors could be open, some could be closed. We have no idea where we're going with this. I really just I hope they have a game plan because last time it looked like they didn't have one and it shot them in the foot for a few moments mm-hmm. for a few weeks. So we'll see what happens this you know I this upcoming Wednesday. For those few weeks, I was like, oh, it was rough. I just hope they have it figured out by the time we end up at the Central Center. Yeah, all I know. So, also, how are they going to fit those guys into war games? Is it going to be blood and, guts. blood and guts? Blood and guts. You know what I'm talking about, though. Let's not be idiots. You know. <laughs> um. Excuse me. I am permanently an idiot. Okay. You're a stupid idiot. Are idiot. we going to get the? Uh, inner Thank you. Thank you. Are we getting the inner circle versus the nightmare <laughs> family? Are we getting the inner circle Ooh. versus? Like, I like that. Well, right now we have three factions in AEW. We have the nightmare family. We have uh, uh, the elite. And we have um, Inner Circle. Why? I could not remember that and name. One, and one that's not over. It's only getting later, that's why. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so right now, oh, and... That thing. Do we consider that. the Dark Order a faction? Yes. There's a bunch of them. It's not a team. It's There's not two. At least four named guys. Though. That's true. There are yeah, there's four. at least four named guys now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a faction. Okay, so we have four factions. It wasn't a faction when it was two named guys and a bunch of, you know, whatever the hell creepers. It was creepers. Yeah. Okay. It was just tag team. But now there's... Now they added Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Now Actually, now once the third name... I think it was, what, three, Jay? Uh, I mean, Chase, three? Is it three named guys for a faction or does it have to be a fourth? It has to be a fourth. So, yeah. 
Otherwise, just a trio? Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, because SCU is a trio, they're not a faction. For, correct. Agreed. Okay. So we could, technically, we have four factions in AEW as we speak. Dark Order, Elite, Inner Circle, Nightmare Family. That's all you need. Do not... I like Although factions, do, but I don't like the whole company being broken up into just, like, this faction, that faction, and the other faction. Yeah, but they're not They're not named... like it, it, As fans, we see them as... The Elite's a faction, but they're not a faction. Right. Same no, thing with no. the Nightmare Family. Yeah, they're a faction, but not a faction. The only true blue factions are the Inner Circle and the Dark Order. Yes. Is Cody in the Elite, technically? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was like, do and we consider... Cody's technically the Nightmare Family and Elite two separate factions. Are they two and one? Are they one and the same? Is, this is definitely something that we can do on a weekly. Yes. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So let's let's start trimming off the fat, and let's trim off the fat, <laughs> and let's talk about our favorite matches of the night. I have mine. I pretty much think we might agree on this. This one. might be unanimous. Are we unanimous? If. The tag team match wasn't on the card. Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara was my match. Really, it was a really, it was a really entertaining match. Interesting. A five minute pedal to the metal. Yeah. Was your match if of the night? If it's done right. So if, if the tag team title no, 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 right, wasn't right, on right, the card. Right, right, right. Interesting. 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 Yes. So Let's then see. I would think we are unanimous. Then we are unanimous. If it, so, if the just out of curiosity, if it wasn't for the tag match, who would be your match of the night? I actually, shockingly, I would have to, not shockingly, but the way I was at reacting to part of it, I would say Cody and MJF because of the way they started, and then brought it back. Like there was a lot of storytelling and work in that match. I thought you were gonna go Pac and Cassidy. No. Oh, it's a gimmick match. It's no, funny. I I can't have a gimmick match as my match. Fair enough. You know I have standards Fair like enough. that. But uh, yeah, I agree. If it wasn't for the tag match, I probably would have gone MJF and Cody. However, the tag match did exist. It was on this card. <laughs> it was a thing that happened. It was damn near flawless. Unanimous decision. Match I, of the night. Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page retain the title against the Young Bucks. If you didn't watch it, turn this off in uh, five minutes and then go watch it. Yeah. Go watch it and then come back and let's do it again. Yeah, and I yeah. see. Yeah. Like, oh, damn, well, you're really burying <laughs> us right now. Well, it's five minutes. five minutes. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let Can I finish? Let us go through our ratings. Let us sign <laughs> off and then exactly. go watch the match. I said five minutes. Okay. So now that we've done that away. <laughs> let's, as usual, whenever we do a pay-per-view or a event or whatever you want to call it, we rate our shows in topes. Meltzer has his five-star system. People have letter grades. We do topes. Zero topes, if it should not have existed ever in the pantheon of anything. Five topes if you're watching Dominion 6-9. <laughs> From like two years ago, three years ago. 2018. 2018, thank you. So, who wants to go first? Because I got to do some calculations in my head, so I can't do I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, 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 I got to turn my calculator on real quick. Um, I have a, a solid 3.5. Really? Solid 3.5. Interesting. Care to elaborate? The... Opening pre-show match was okay. Okay. Well, you, know, it, it, you stay from a 2.5 to about a, a 2.6. Okay. Opening uh, match, you had Hager versus Dustin. You get to a 2.75. Okay, fair. Darby Allen and and Sammy, you get, you get 2.8, 2.9 for me. Really? Considering how much you like this match, you didn't give it more than that? Well, you gotta get to three point five, baby. 
Okay, okay. It's a little build for me. Okay. Especially <laughs> since I got a couple, since I got some backlash for giving uh, Russell Kingdom five stars. He's not. He's not <laughs> subtracting yet. You have your tag team match. In my opinion, it it, it boosts to a five to a two point nine to a five to a pay. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Nyla and Statlander uh, severely killed. Yeah, um, really? for me. That much. It went down to a four for sure. They um, yeah, they take a whole point at least. Okay. Uh, MJF and <clears throat> Cody. Yeah, and Cody brought it to. Uh, let's sit at a four. It was it was it was good for what it was. Okay. Uh, Cassidy and Pac, although entertaining, there's you get nothing from that. Okay. So. So you're still at a four, no? No, for me it kind of you goes, drop it. goes down to wow. a three point nine. Okay. And. This was probably my like the most least entertaining AEW championship match so far. Yeah. More so than Hangman and Jericho? I didn't get to see Hangman oh, that's and Jericho. Right. You I was, were, on, you a, I was on the Jericho Cruise adjacent. Not the Jericho Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> like, you weren't on the Jericho Cruise. Jericho Cruise, liar. Cruise, Jericho Cruise adjacent. Carnival Conquest. Same <laughs> 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 company. Um, I, I don't like that Moxley one. Mm-hmm. So for me, it dropped it from a three point nine to a three point five, and it's and it stood there at a solid three point five in terms of. Interesting. Okay. And ho- a whole show. Okay. Tommy boy, you want to? Uh... I hovered. I'm hovering and I'm sticking it to a three seven five. That number's been in my head since the show ended. Wow. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm watching UFC during the women's championship match. Mm-hmm. Literally had no interest watching UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to go off of what you guys said for the first, what, two matches because I was a little late to the party. Right. A little tardy to the party. You know, adulting Cute. work. Um, like the tag match had me on cloud nine and then I was brought back down to earth way too quickly by that that women's match was just... AEW's got to figure out that division or else just get rid of it. Like, I, I get why you want it, but do something with it. <clears throat> um, I mean, after that, like, the the little technical wrestling killed the Cody match for me a little bit. Thankfully, mm-hmm. they brought that back. Right. Like Shade says, Pat packing uh, Orange really get nothing out of it but just sheer entertainment value it has right. no story no right, right. one off one and done right and then i wasn't invested in this is the first AEW because even as clunky as the hangman jericho match was we were invested hangman hangman, hangman. <laughs> cowboy Ish. It's so ridiculous that like Jim Ross calls him Hangman, and so now like you and I have this yeah. rule where like we have to call him Hangman. It's smart. It's smart. <laughs> I uh, I was more invested in that match as clunky as it was. This is the first AEW title match, including the ones that were on Dynamite, where I was like, "Are we there yet? Hmm. Are we there yet?" It wasn't a terrible match, but I wasn't invested, and I think AEW is too young for a guy like Moxley to carry it. Okay. And the other point that we didn't bring up, I don't, did we bring it up on show? 
that it's the first two champions are two very we notable. Didn't know. We didn't. I, we didn't know. Two very notable WWE former guys. WWE yeah. guys. Right. The one thing they don't want. That's why I said it should have been should have been Kenny. Kenny's a, they, they all their. They kind of booked themselves into a corner here to the point where I agreed with you where they should just keep Jericho as champion. That's what I'm saying. Not for the fact of I love Jericho and you love Jericho. No, no, just for, sure. for the fact of now you now you have the WWE smart fanboy saying, "Well, you can't you survive need to without use our guys to carry your company." Yeah, but Kenny's in a program with the belt. Hangman's in a program with the belt. Cody mm-hmm. cannot get the belt. Yeah, you're MJF, right. not ready yet. Right. All your big guys are either in a program and your biggest heel, not your biggest heel, but one of your best heel. Your best heel is just arguably not ready. Right. Who else is there? Yeah. I've, I've just eliminated the top, the entire top of the card. Sure, sure. So, I, I don't know, I guess I'm the softie of the group. I'm going to give it a four. Uh, I wanted to give it a four. I couldn't. Of course you I and so if we're starting at a two point five, the Dark Order SoCal match was fine, so it keeps it at a two point five for me. Hager and Rhodes, two seven five. Darby and Gavada I missed, so I can't add that to my score. So I'm staying at two seven five. Mm-hmm. Kenny and Hang the the tag match goes from two seven five to a three seven five because that match was everything I ever want. Nyla Rose of Statlander, Ugh, I do I drop it? Do I keep it? I... No, I drop it. Let's say for argument's sake, I'll drop it to a 3.5. And then MJF and Cody, I was cool with. So back up to 3.75. Pac and Cassidy, Moxley, Jericho, get themselves up to a 4. Sit in there. Because I didn't. I enjoyed the Pac and Cassidy match, so I'm not going to make it lose mm-hmm. anything. And Moxley and Jericho was fine for what it was. I'm not crazy about the booking, but again, not enough to make me want to drop anything. And I can't. And even if I wanted to, knowing how much I enjoyed that tag match, I can't let myself get lower than a four. I can't sit here and talk about this match being one of the best tag team matches I've seen in forever and then say the show is less than a four. It's just... And it's not like the rest of the card was junk, you know? Yeah. If it was like a slag show with one awesome match, then I'd be like, all right, I gotta gotta give it like a 2.5. But the rest of the show, I was perfectly content with. Other than... Nyla Rose and Statlander, which again I didn't even hate. It was just like, it just didn't work for me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give this match a, a just skimming it four. Well, you know how hard it is to get that number four out of me and Jade. No, I know, I know. I just four, like hard four. Like you just you just got there. You sneeze and you mess up and you get down, but you, you're there. You're at a four. If you sneeze, you're three seven five. Right, exactly, three. exactly. We'll give it a hard four. <clears throat> Now we just gotta see what happens on Wednesday. Wednesday's gonna tell a story. We'll they see. gotta, they gotta recover. Wednesday better. needs to tell a story. Yeah, or at least start telling the story. Yeah, we don't have to have the story in our face yet. No, but at least start telling something. Chapter one has to be fully written, not just drafted. Hundred percent, hundred percent. We don't gotta get anywhere special. But just let me know where we're going. Just put us on the road and make sure the road is paved. No potholes. So I guess that's going to wrap up our recap and review of AEW Revolution live from Chicago, Illinois. Oh, the last French accent for a while. Oh. Le Fomont. Le Champion.
moment of silence. Must we, <laughs> may we bow our heads in silence. Anyway. <laughs> are you sleeping or are you bowing? <laughs> He's Cassidy. As always, <laughs> you've been listening to us on soundcloud.com slash grapples to apples. Grapples the number two. Apple. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Play Music or on Apple Podcasts. doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. It's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples to Apples. Again, that's Grapples the number two. two. Apples. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to put us in as many eyes and ears as humanly possible. Don't forget to listen this week, next week, and every other week. Are we not going to sign off ourselves? You're 100% right. We are going to sign off. I apologize sincerely. It is awfully late. I forget how some of this goes. As usual, I'm one of your hosts. The past my bedtime, ill will the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespeare candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be because that's who I is except for someone who does the outro perfectly. Joined by my head rule life mate. Um, man of the hour. Man with the power. <laughs> I, I guess I, I guess we're we're too tired to be sour. Cream <laughs> of the crop rise to the top, your boy, shades joined and joined by our special guest. Got an hour drive back to the suburbs where I belong, Tommy boy. Shimony <laughs> Cricket. By the time you get home, I'll probably be done editing this thing. Well, good. So I can listen to it when I get home. There you go. <laughs> As always, let's do this again. <laughs> Don't forget to listen this week and next week and every other week. Because an apple a day is a bad lesson away. Bruce, I die. <laughs> <laughs>